Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, a podcast where you can listen to me speaking English. You can learn from me. I'll give you tips. I'll tell you the things, well, just the things that you don't think about. There are a lot of things that you don't know that you don't know. And I'm here to tell you about those things. For example, in the English language, did you know that you can say the word had four times in a row? Check this out. The decisions he had 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 no impact on the outcome. What? Had four times. The decisions he had 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 no impact. Consider that. That is just one of many things that I'm here to teach you. And today, today, I've decided, why not just have a chat? You know, this is a podcast. All I really need to do is talk, and that's all that I, like, I gotta do. I just gotta talk. I don't gotta do anything. I'm just having fun. And I was thinking to myself, this is episode number 10. Episode number 10. I've got people, some people have listened to every single one. And thank you to those people. And other people, maybe this is the first one that they'll hear, but it's episode number 10 nonetheless. Now, the important thing about that is that 10 is our first two-digit number. Every number to come after this is going to be 11, 12, 13, 14, but no more single digits. This means that we are getting into some deep waters when it comes to English classes. But for today, we're just going to chat. Well, I'm going to chat. I've got all these people listening to me, and they don't even know who I am. So let me introduce myself a little bit. My name is Pat. I live in Mexico. I'm from Toronto, from Canada. And I got married a little over a year ago with a lovely Mexican girl named Estefania. She studies medicine. Estefania does some fantastic things. And at the moment, we just support each other. I cook her food. She does the laundry. I clean up. She takes the dogs for a walk. By working together through these hard times, we've managed to begin to build a home. But this is all a pretty recent thing for me. You see, I've spent a couple of years here in Mexico teaching English but not online. I was teaching English on foot. You know, I was running all over this city trying to get people to take my classes. I had a business card. I still have a business card. Uh, business cards. And I go out and I would tell people, hey, if you want to learn some English, if you want to improve it, pick up on your speaking skills. Give me a call, and I'd pass it out to people, and then they'd pass it on to other people. And you know, I did get a fair number of calls back, actually, enough that I was able to get by for a time teaching. Here's the trouble, though. I don't have a car, so I would spend my days morning till night running from one end of this city to the other, and then another end of the city, and all over the place just to make a couple bucks well that's also part of the trouble I wasn't even making a couple bucks I was making a couple pesos 
And while I was doing all my running, I would get tired. And so I would have to go to Starbucks. And I would go to Starbucks between classes to do some schoolwork because I was taking some courses online. And then I would be in Starbucks and I would buy a coffee because I was in Starbucks. Starbucks has good coffee. And then I would buy a cheesecake. And then get hungry a little while later and I'd buy a sandwich. And then I'd need something to go with my sandwich. I'd buy a bottle of water. Before I knew it, any money I had made, I had spent before I even left the house. This happened again and again and again. And I'll tell you what, when you're just looking to have a little bit of fun and get some experience, you know, some business experience, hey, it's not so bad. I was okay living like this for a little while. What more did I need? But eventually I realized I can't do that forever. I got to come up with something that works better for me. You know, you've got to take care of yourself. And so I found some fantastic opportunities to work online. I found that I can get up, start working six in the morning, seven in the morning, eight in the morning, whatever time I like. I can teach interesting people from all over the world, people of all walks of life. I could learn from them. And with every class, I not only did I learn from them about their own culture, I learned from them about myself because I learned more and more about the intricacies of English speech. Now, this interest has not gone anywhere. I am still learning every single day. And I have a blast with that. That's one of my favorite things about this. When you become a teacher, you become a student forever. That's the truth of it. Now let's even take it back a step to what I would do before I was teaching. Because, of course, I've lived life before this. Well, living in Toronto, I worked security. I had a pretty fun job, actually. My job was to catch people stealing things. I would be in a store. I'd walk around all day wearing my, well, my regular clothes. Nothing special. I'd see somebody ripping open packaging of maybe a perfume or uh, some razor blades. And then they would be stealing them often to resell it. They would resell it again afterwards. And I would catch them. I did this for about five years, I would say. It's not a bad job, and you learn a lot about people when you're watching them all day. You learn a lot about how to tell when somebody's up to something sneaky. And also... You learn how to say sorry yourself when you make a mistake. Because that happens sometimes. And maybe you tell the wrong person, hey, did you steal something? And people do not like hearing that. Believe me. So you learn how to be sorry. You learn how to be humble. Life in Toronto wasn't all work. 
of course. Toronto is a wonderful city. And I'll tell you the truth, my favorite thing about Toronto is how diverse it is. How multicultural. You see, for me, I come from a small town. And I don't come from a place where there really are many cultures. I come from a place where everybody kind of looks like me. Everybody talks like me. Overall, it's not very diverse. So when I got to Toronto, it was so cool for me. When first I started seeing all these Latino people, all these uh, South American people, and I'd go to parties with them. We would have so much fun together. And I saw this is a culture I can embrace. And so that's what I did. I started learning about the Latino culture, listening to Latino music, trying to learn how to dance. I'm not good at it. I'm not very good at uh, Latino dances. That's okay because I have fun. And the fact is, maybe I'm not the best at it, but I'll tell you, I'm better than I was a few years ago. Definitely better than I was a few years ago. But aside from the Latino culture, which is so much fun in Toronto, you can embrace cultures from all over the world. You can experience, at the very least, the foods. If there's nothing else to experience from these places, you can most certainly taste the food, and uh, quite often you can find some authentic restaurants, some of these would just blow your mind. I'm telling you, some of the restaurants in Toronto are unbelievably good. You would almost swear that you're in the country of the restaurant that you're eating in. It's, it's good stuff. But now beyond the foods, beyond the foods, we celebrate culture through festivals. From the months starting in May, all the way up until September, more or less, there are cultural festivals every single weekend, sometimes on weekdays too, in Toronto. For example, you can go to the Greek part of town, you can have a, you know, go celebrate the Greek festival there, try some food from Greece, all these wonderful things. Then the following week, you might have Carabana, the Caribbean Festival. That is a real party. Definitely suggested to anybody who wants to have a good time. The, there's a salsa festival for, well, in general, you know, Latinos. You could say it's salsa food because you can certainly buy some of that there. But it's definitely a salsa dancing festival. And then at the end of the summer... From, uh, for the last couple of weeks of summer, we have the biggest carnival of all, the exhibition, the Canadian National Exhibition, the CNE, we call it. Now, the exhibition is a giant cultural fair. Now, the culture part is mainly you can buy things of other cultures there, buy foods of other cultures there. Like I said, everybody wants to sell their food. Actually, you can also buy deep-fried butter. 
at the exhibition. Let me say that again to anybody who thinks they didn't hear me right. At the Canadian National Exhibition, you can buy deep-fried butter. They take butter and they dip it in oil, and then it's now hard on the outside. But once you break through that, you have butter. Apparently, it's very good. I haven't tried it. I think it would taste like a heart attack. But it's popular. Anyway, the exhibition is the ultimate Canadian Cultural Festival. Now, the years that I spent living in Toronto, working security, mingling with other cultures, I didn't understand how much I really was learning. There is a lot that you can learn when you just start talking with people from other cultures. Doesn't even have to be someone who's American. The fact is, anybody who you talk to best bet is if you talk to them in English, you're going to have the easiest communication if they aren't from the same culture as you are. So, English, you know, you can take it anywhere and use it to talk. And then when you start talking with people, you get to learn about what people appreciate most of their countries. The thing is, you can talk to people, you can learn a lot about where they're coming from and their cultures, and of course be polite. You know, everybody, you always got to be polite when you're asking people questions. But hey, places like Toronto and these cities with such diversity, like I said, that's my favorite thing about them. You can learn so much just, just by meeting people. Next up, on today's episode, I'd like to give a quick little health tip to everybody who's listening. Now, unless you have any medical reason not to eat cucumber, or else if you just really, really don't like cucumber, I've got a tip that you need, that everybody needs. Cucumber water. Drink it. Seriously, very easy to make. Cucumber water is very easy to make. Here's what you do. You take a, I, li I use a two liter jug of water and I take a cucumber. I always skin my cucumber because I notice that, I guess it's from all the chemicals that are used to grow it, there'll be some waxy feeling on the cucumbers. So it's best to peel your cucumber just to make sure that you're not ingesting all of this waxy stuff. Anyway, skin the cucumber and then put a good seven, eight, nine chops of that cucumber into the jug of water. Now, so far, it's just a jug. There is no water, but it's going to be a jug of water with cucumber. Before adding water, I very much enjoy honey. I put some honey in there. I get all natural honey from the bees outside of the city. The bees outside of this city are pollinators for orange trees. And that means that the honey that they produce is a very sweet, natural, orange-flavored honey. Absolutely delicious to mix with some cucumber water. 
And so I put in a good spoonful of honey, and then I fill it with water, mix it up, pop it in the refrigerator. The next morning, I wake up feeling a little groggy. Nobody likes getting up for work. Starting work isn't always so bad, but getting up out of bed, nobody wants to do that. But I get up and I have cucumber water. I take the cucumber out. Always remove the cucumber before you drink your cucumber water. If you don't remove the cucumber, it will taste very, very bad. So my suggestion, remove the cucumber from the water and just throw it out. It's just, it's a little bit of cucumber. You've got what you need from it. Don't keep the cucumber because it tastes really bad after it's been in the water. The water tastes amazing. The cucumber itself, ugh, not so much. So get rid of the cucumber, but keep the water. Now, what you want to do next is you want to pour this water that's a mix of cucumber and honey. And you want to have left it in the refrigerator for four to ten hours. And you get up in the morning, you've got your cucumber water, pour yourself a glass of that. When you get up in the morning and you take a nice fresh sip of that cucumber water, you try and tell me that you aren't feeling as refreshed as a mountain breeze. I'm telling you, it is a great way to start your day out. So, cucumber water. Well, I'm going to get to wrapping things up. Call it a day for today. You see, I just wanted to give any regular listeners the opportunity to get to know a little bit about who I am, what I've worked in, what I've done. Um, so many more good things to come. I have some fantastic people who've agreed to come for and uh, do some interviews with me. We're going to sit and chat. Uh, we'll talk about... I, honestly, I want to know a lot about people's experiences with how they've developed their English. And when you hear some of these people that I've got coming on, you'll think to yourself, wow, wow, they are good. And that's, that's what I've got. I've got exciting things to come, good people, interesting folk to listen to. Well, many more good things to come. YouTube channel is on its way. It's in the works, but it's taking a little bit of time, and that's okay. However, thank you for listening today. It's been an honor to uh, chat with however many people around the world maybe uh, giving this a listen. I've got some great things coming up this week. So, let's see what we've got with those. Have a great day, and I'm looking forward to you hearing from me again sometime soon.